The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Hand off, Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips, and Bill Jones. And welcome to the 2019 season of Dallas Cowboys football, which commences right now with the start of OTAs here at the Star in Frisco. Are you excited, Mickey Spagnola? You have a smile on your face. You're making this the official start it of the is, season? Because this OTA is the practice? first time. This is the first time the entire team has been on the field together at Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. <laughs> it's happening right now, right? More or less. I mean, More or less. We've, we've established the fact the rookies haven't gathered with the veterans. Yeah. And so now you've got the entire team together for the first time here on May 21st, can, can I wait 2019, the, God, at 11 a.m. Can I wait till Tank Lawrence is back on the field before I say this is the official start of the season? Can I just get 90 back and then we say that? I'm going to wait till September. How about that? That's, that was so, That's so dramatic, fun. though. Yeah, that was Come so on. dramatic. I like that, Bill. You must be in the TV business. Yeah. <laughs> that was way overly dramatic, but okay, we'll go. With I it. get it, though, we man. I get it. it. The hel- sell it. The helmets are on. <laughs> yeah, the helmets are on. They're doing stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what do voluntary mean? Yeah. Oh yeah, it is voluntary. <laughs> wait, wait for okay. eight hundred words. So, so wait until eight hundred. All right, words tomorrow. Yeah. Mini camp next month will be the official start. Okay, then. wait a minute. What do you got on? What? That watch. I can't see. Yeah, but look at it. What's wrong with it? It's awesome. It's what it is. Yeah. It's gold. It's baller. There it is. Can't see. That's my problem. Was that a bowl gift? No, it's just a gift. (laughs) You played before there were such things as. Yeah, I wish I missed missed the bowl watch. I've got all my bowl watches, though, but they're all too small. No, I can't see anymore, Mick. That's my problem. It has to be big enough for me to see. Can you see what time it is there? About. It's yeah. time for the start of a Cowboys season. <laughs> there that's it is again. There we is. go. I'm sorry, Mickey. I just that's I couldn't see. I so. just saw it. it yeah, was, appreciate uh, that. Thank I you. I saw that big white band. Yeah. I need a summer watch. It's my summer watch. It goes well with that I'm, Super Bowl ring you got. I'm trying. So, I don't have solid, my solid gold? Uh, no, not that solid gold, Mickey. It's just <laughs> it's, it was kind of a gift to myself. So And leave it to Mickey to derail the Cowboys season <laughs> as soon as we get started. Here. No, that's okay. Uh, I appreciate it. We're fine. By we're 11.04, it's derailed by Mickey. So no, no, the, the, opening, the dramatic right? opening you had derailed the season. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody was ready to go until you get went big voice guy on us. I'm uh, distracted. Player, yeah, exactly. You know? Yes, all, you are. Speaking of that guy. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, you know, they are indoors at Ford's. Is, are all the practices going to be indoors they now are. because of the they construction are. going on outdoors? They there are. is one field available. But mm. they're not going to use it. They're not going to use it. They're going to play indoors till okay. we get to. So from what I heard and talking to Chris, the field man, he says he will not have this ready until training camp, until after we get back from training camp. The other field will not be ready, so they'll do everything inside for the next month or so. Yeah, right. they didn't have any choice today. It's raining. Yeah, and it is raining today. And so, uh, and uh, Mickey, give us an update on the construction going on out there. There's going to be a big announcement, uh, I believe, tomorrow afternoon. 
Thursday. On the, uh, the, uh, const- it's Thursday afternoon. Thursday. Thursday The construction afternoon. of the Dr. Pepper Curry building uh, that will take up the player's parking lot. But that's the most involved process I've ever seen to put down another grass field. He's been out there surveying things. Has he? Yes, he's very in tune with they're what's going on out there. They're putting down so much stuff. What, mm. what are they doing? They're building a building is what they're doing. But, they're not, had... but there's going to be a grass field there. Mm. Yeah, but they had to make they had to make a for the fire. God, why are we talking about this? <laughs> God, no wonder our ratings suck sometimes. We covered your watch. It's a great watch. Uh, this I is know. why they're indoors. We no, got, we got, what, 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 they they're building a cement exactly. wall. Cowboys. They built, <laughs> I hear that. Cowboys. That's where I'm at. Thank, Thank you, Kent. This is Cowboys. They, they built a cement wall in the ground. Yeah, but Mickey, not everybody gets to see what you and I get to see every day. They're putting a they're putting a fire lane around. They have to have the fire lane built, so they have oh, to okay. move the field, build the fire lane. And then now we can have a field. That's, so they have to build the fire lane first that goes all the way around the building. That's so they, the explanation I was looking for. It's kind of like a firewall on your computer. We could have had this offline, but no. I asked it right now. We are Next six minutes in. 54 minutes of construction talk. Hey, people want us to pull the curtain And back. there is uh, one thing that we, uh, all Cowboys fans and everyone in this building praying for that uh, what happens during OTAs here is not the same thing that happened yesterday in Washington. And that would be a player, a key player yeah. going down with an injury. Ruben Foster. Snap. It was, They've uh, had that happen. Remember Sean Lee? Yep. It was five years ago, 2014. Yeah, Zach Martin. Zach Martin. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 the biggest fear that you have of uh when you when you get on the field, you're all excited to see the rookies and the veterans and Mickey has talked about this before. How do these rookies practice? How do they learn to practice? The veteran guys know tempo. They understand how to work with each other. You know, are you going to have a rookie that's a little uh, exuberant, uh, trying to make it rambunctious, whatever word you want to use that I can't spell? You have to worry about that. You have to worry about guys planting, turning. I mean, injury is part of this game, but you don't want it. During an OTA where something, you know, I mean, the other day with Weber, I mean, him, you know, now having to get an MRI, everything, indications, everything's back. He's back to practice and stuff like that. But you just don't want anything to derail your start of your season as you go to camp. And um, and you mentioned Zach Martin and that 2014, Martin was a rookie. That he was year. a rookie and he was and he did a great, it was a great block on on. Yeah, he he eliminated uh, 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 Sean Lee, but Sean was trying to plant, redirect, and knee gave out. So that's, that's, a, that's and a, he had a bad knee anyway. Yeah, so. that's a freak thing. But that's another reason why if these these guys have a little something, you're not going to see him out here. And I know Tank and Byron Jones wouldn't be ready for this anyway, but. You're going to see those guys hopefully week one. You're not going to see them try to push to get back in training camp. You know, they're going to bubble wrap guys this time of year. You got to have your key guys healthy. And so um, it's probably why you're not going to see everybody out here in the OTAs. You know, that's one of the reasons why back in the day when they were tra- had training camp in Thousand Oaks, uh, Tom would bring in the rookies ahead of time. For all 125 so. of them, yeah. right? <laughs> and 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 there were other reasons why they brought them in early. But sure. one of the reasons were to get the rookies' exuberance out of them for a week. Get so tired. when the veterans got there, they don't come in and ruin Tony Dorsett. Or right. uh, I think, as happened in 19, 
89 was hmm. it they they had signed a rookie run uh, or a free agent running back no it was 90 because it was stan Smag- stan spagala from Smagala. notre dame stan Smagala. yeah and he took out the oh yes the veteran yes <laughs> the veteran running back on the first practice and tore his knee up it was touched down somebody from nebraska i can't remember the guy's name. tommy vardell no no the- it wasn't <laughs> It was Stanford, that would be Stanford, yeah. and that'd yeah. be Cleveland. But Browns. anyway, <laughs> it was that was an example of you have contact right away, and the here this guy's going to make a big tackle on the sideline and takes out your running and, back. He's just spent free agent money on. Well, and speaking of that, they're an injury this morning at OTAs of the Buffalo Bills. Their big free agent tight end signing, Tyler Croft, goes down with a, I believe it was a fractured foot. And uh, he's lost for four months at least, it, it looks like. They just spent $18 million over the next three years for him. Bill, why so are you doing you this to us? Why are you making me worried all of a sudden about practices? <laughs> Thundercloud Jones over yeah. here? Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. The trainers are already worried. This is not a fun time of year. This is not a fun time of year. This part is not fun. No. But, but you got to get out there at some point. And, yeah. and, and you know, the, because of the new CBA, you're already reduced on what you can do on the field anyway. So this is valuable time before you get to training camp, whether you're in pads or not. So what's the big thing they try to accomplish during OTAs? Get them lined up. Yeah. Get, I mean, you, to me, this is when, when you go out to the OTA field to watch practice on tomorrow, just take a, take a peek of where they're playing guys. And, again, you got to factor in injuries of guys like Rob was saying that some guys won't be practicing. But if they're, if they're moving guys in multiple positions, if, they, if they're taking – Say for example, they're taking one of the Jackson, the defensive tack or defensive end from Miami, and they're playing him on the left and right side. That give you a little indication that they feel like, okay, this kid, we're going to throw something at him and see if he can handle both. Uh, they the like sa- him. The, right? Yeah, the yeah. safety. We we're talking about the safety from Texas A and M yesterday. Wilson. Yeah, Wilson. Wilson. If you listened yesterday to uh, the show, um, hanging with the boys. Will McClay was on, and he was talking about some of the, uh, Nate asked a question about some flexibility with him, his ability to play at the slot. Will's like, yeah, absolutely. The more things you can get these guys to do, catch, catch where they're playing guys, and if guys are playing on the first and second team, maybe that will give you a little bit of an indication of what they think about these guys and how we're going to see them used at training camp. That's a great point because if, the, if they like a guy – they they'll try him at different spots, right? And just in case you know injuries happen during the season, if it were in a pinch, can this guy do it? And, right. And that's a, it's a test for a guy that they have some some faith in or, or belief in yep. their ability. Yep. Mickey, would you like to chime in? I thought that was very well said. Yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> because I mean they're they're lining up offense defense, but they're not in pads. It's hard to judge what the offensive defensive linemen are doing, like. Jahad Ward last year yeah. looked great in these OTAs. Oof, Rod Marinelli kept telling well, Rod Marinelli kept telling us, "I really like him. We got to see it with the pads on." He did and say we, that a we, bunch. And we got to training camp, and it was a different story. But like, like me out there playing. But like you said, lining up, see where guys line up, and how guys are moving around. You can watch, you know, pay attention more to the skill guys and the and the defensive backs more so, I think, than than the lines. And you know, and because of uh, how many guys they'll have very limited in these workouts there's some young guys are going to get an opportunity to get out there and, and and get some snaps they normally wouldn't get if taco charlton was out there and anton woods was out there uh if demarcus lawrence was out there then somebody gets pushed down but now everybody kind of gets to move up a step 
Yeah. And you get opportunity to at least show them that, okay, I know where to line up. I know what the play calls are. I know what my responsibilities are uh, and go from there. But again, I, I, I think what uh, always gets lost in these things is this is practice, right? They're teaching these rookies things that they haven't done before and it's a little too early to start grading guys and it's like this guy can't do this or and this no, guy watch can't me, Nick, do that. It. and who's winning well <laughs> like position battles i yeah. think you kind of got to wait till pads well, come on but yeah this is where though but I, I this is where with no travis frederick yeah this will be interesting to see if they play mcgovern at center well, you know, like he was doing in the rookie camp. yeah will he will, will he be a guy that they're saying okay we're gonna we're going to Either you know it'll be probably Joe Looney, and then will it be McGovern or who else? Well, it, you know they 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 had the kid last year that they they kept on the on the the season the the whole year. Anger? No, God, why am I? The the kid that they got the, Redmond. He, Redmond. Redmond. God, I Adam Redmond. Redmond. Adam Redmond. Adam. I apologize, yeah. Mr. And Mrs. Redmond, for for getting your son's name. But yeah, I mean he was a guy that played. Will Will McGovern be over Redmond playing center? In this thing, will we see him playing more guard? Where will we see? See, that's what the things I'm going to I'm going to keep an eye on, though, yeah. is how quickly they're going to get some of these guys incorporated. And by you know by injury, they're going to have. I think the defensive line is actually going to be a really a mess. And I mean this in a mess of it's all going to be young guys. Well, I that, don't think it's going to be any. I think there'll be very few veterans that are actually playing with this defensive line. So who's who's rehabbing from in, from surgeries, uh, Lawrence? Taco, Woods, Woods. You can throw Frederick in there. Travis Shoulder. I'm, ta- I'm talking defensive line. Oh, defensive, defensive those line. Three okay. guys. Yeah. yeah. And no, guys. no Randy Gregory. And you know. Randy Gregory's not there. Yeah. Um, this ain't defensive line, but Byron Jones won't be out there. So when you're talking defensive line, it's going to be a lot. Of, you're going to see there's is, going to be a lot of young guys, and maybe the, a lot of these young guys are going to get to work against a lot of these veteran all pro guys that you have. Joe Jackson, like you mentioned, Dorrance yeah. Armstrong, right. um, the undrafted guys, yeah. Daniel Wise, they'll get some reps. Absolutely, yeah. they will. They and, will, get, and that, that's that's the good thing about it is, and and we'll get to see some. We'll see a veteran guy or two, maybe with with Christian Covington. You know, Hyder, those new guys, guys yep. new guys will get some opportunity there, but it won't. I don't. I don't think when they go out there, that first defensive line will not look anything like what you're probably going to think it's going to Is look. Is Malik like. Collins good to go? Is he? I believe so. No. Yeah. yeah, I didn't hear any problems with him. Okay. Mickey, you and I went through that yeah, whole thing. Didn't, that's you, why didn't you write that down? It, it, we're, it's going to run today. Okay, okay. Mickey's got a story. I had, all, it, I had it in mix shots, and then they decided let's break it. Okay, out Mickey did a thing where he he get, Mickey's got it. Injured. He's got it all. Mickey's got the whole thing. We we met with the the proper folks, and they kind of t- took us down a path that we need to go. So, and a lot of these guys are going to be limited. They may go out there and do like individual drills, you know, skeleton stuff, and then when they go 11-on-11, 11 11, yeah. they'll, they'll be out of there. Yeah. You're not going to see Lael Collins probably uh, out there. These quarterbacks, these backup quarterbacks need to have a good start. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, they, it's time for them to kind of build on something. Take this next month and kind of build on it where you're watching them every day. They look accurate. You know, they're not getting hit, but they they, they look like they're moving the team. They're making good throws. They're making good decisions. So that's did, a big. That's a big question mark to me right now. They have a fourth guy. Uh, no. They do not. And Stephen was asked that yesterday uh, when he talked at the complexity uh, 
kind of event. Yeah, Philip Nelson was the guy that they he brought in to help out. But and I mean, he I, said, he, somebody asked him, are you going to bring in a fourth? And he goes, not now. He goes, you know, those young guys need all the snaps there they go. can get. There you go. And so he goes, the then reason. on top of that, Dak likes a lot of snaps. Yeah. Uh, he goes, we might bring one in, but as of now, you know, these guys need snaps. They do. They need to figure that backup quarterback spot yeah, out. Somebody's got to win this job. Because yeah. we talked about this. We, you know, every, every week we go on, we could talk about how this roster is going to be shaped. And then when we get to Oxnard, we're really going to talk about how this thing's shaped. I don't think you can keep three quarterbacks. I don't think you can or four quarterbacks. Well, three quarterbacks. Three. Yeah, I don't think you can keep four tight ends. I mean, look at some of these positions, and this is what OTAs is like. Okay, let me see the numbers here. Okay, I've got these guys not practicing. I got these guys practicing. Look at the numbers and just say, wow, this is a spot that they can't go long here. They can't go long here. They can't go long here. Man, they've got to figure these things out. And I think these quarterbacks, I think these quarterbacks need to get off on a good foot. The backup quarterbacks need to get off on a good foot, and it kind of builds some momentum to where somebody wins this job this summer. Where do you think they, Cooper Rush and Mike White? Where do you, if you consider <laughs> I've turned them, this into quarterback? Talk. Well, Sorry do, about that. And we just got a couple of minutes for our yeah. first break here. So let's explore that right now. Who are they? Are they in a dead heat right now? What do you think? I mean, Cooper Rush showed things his rookie preseason, and really, that's how he won the job. Exactly, that's how he got on here. And then last year, last year, like a a bag of you know what, and and both of them did. Yeah, am I right? No, you're right. You were looking for one of them to step up. One was going to okay. Who was going to be the guy? How much does Mike White improve from year one to year two? I I was riding the Mike White train like it was no tomorrow, and. Yeah, what happened there? It's See, a it's a position we're not talking about enough. We talk so much all off season about what happens. Something happens to Zeke. Well, Zeke never Zeke never gets hurt. But what if something happens? Well, Dak Prescott never gets hurt. He Brian's himself. knocking on wood for me. <laughs> what happens if Dak Prescott misses snaps? What happens? Like somebody nope, needs now, I'm not to saying, step up. Not saying they should have drafted a guy, but it was such a focus on backup running back. Somebody needs to step up at backup quarterback. No as question. Well. No question. And the thing about it is, we don't get an opportunity to really do. I mean, the only time we get the chance to look at them is during training camp and preseason. Well, okay. Outside of this time okay. of the year, we can watch them a little bit on yeah, one, one day a week during OTAs. Let's see if every week, starting tomorrow, that the working with working with John Kitna improves these guys. I'm not just talking about the backup guys. Let's see if we see a little improvement in Dak. Maybe something with footwork. Maybe something with accuracy. Maybe something with arm angle. Maybe there's something. Man, he looks a little different throwing the ball. Looks a little different. You know, the ball placement looks a little different here today. Every week we should see something that maybe leads us to training camp to think. Because, again, I I bring up the thing about Connor Williams. We saw things with Connor Williams, and it's like, boy, he doesn't look strong. He doesn't look strong enough. Right now, he doesn't look strong enough. That was kind of something that we noticed in the OTAs, and it carried over into training camp, and he struggled through the year. But let's try and find something every week that they – maybe this guy and, – and these quarterbacks need to get better. They need to, to, to prove that they are confident if something happens to your starting quarterback. Maybe John Kitna can have good influence. Because, I, I because we talk so. about his relationship with Dak, or but maybe he listen. needs to get his number again. Yeah, well, God, God, God <laughs> rest his soul. God rest his soul, Wade Wilson. You know, I think that Wade Wilson that first year did the veteran quarterback guy, the veteran president of a quarterback, helped Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. Yeah, along yeah, with along with Mark Sanchez. Let's see if if the drills and and harping on technique and all that will help help these quarterbacks improve. And I think a big part of it for Dak. 
in making the transition his rookie year is he knew Wade Wilson believed in him because he Wade was Wilson, one of the Wade Wilson was the guy, was guy that, that brought him here absolutely Starkville and absolutely you know, and he was selling him they will from, admit that the yeah. scouts will admit that they thought they had Dak Prescott and they they didn't except and, at this time his rookie year he was an afterthought that's right. He was behind Jamil Showers he was, in many people's that, minds. Who, yeah, by the way, that's is another they thought, guy. They thought they had him. The scouts mm-hmm. thought they had that guy. Another mm-hmm. guy that would be limited, cause, limited in practice because, remember, he's coming back from torn ACL. All right. We continue in the effect that Kellen Moore and John Kitna will have on this Cowboys offense. And there is a six-time Pro Bowl defensive tackle out there on the streets all of a sudden. Yes. Should the Cowboys be interested when we come back on Talking Cowboys? Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus. A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS One Score, September 2018. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broadus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys and with us you'll travel like a pro visit cowboystravel.com to book your travel package today Essilor has been helping Cowboys fans see better since 1972 so they don't miss a moment on the field. Get glasses with Essilor's best vision, clarity, and protection with the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package. Three innovative technologies in one lens. For a limited time, you can double your lenses for free when you purchase the Essilor Ultimate Lens Package and get a second pair of frames. Find a participating eye care professional and details by visiting EssilorUSA.com. That's EssilorUSA.com. Terms and conditions apply. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to Talking Cowboys. And we welcome you back with to Talking Cowboys with this. <laughs> Dallas Cowboys Youth Academies, dedicated to the development of young athletes and dancers of all skill levels through customized curriculum, personalized coaching, and interactive experiences with current Dallas Cowboys players and the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. Don't miss your chance to register for spring and summer youth camps at the Star at AT&T Stadium. Register today at dallascowboys.com slash academy. Mickey, are you involved in the cheerleading uh, judging this the tryouts this year? I did uh, Saturday and Sunday. I was real happy in the picture. What happened there? We, you, it you, was good. It was you, no good smile, day. no smile from you in the back of the row of the picture. You weren't smiling. You weren't. He wasn't. He was way off camera, and it was like someone said, "Okay, get together for a picture." Mickey's like, "Why?" I was and concentrating took, on what I needed to do to make sure somebody didn't fall through the cracks that should have no, been no, no, made no. It, to it was the, the team picture of the judges. Oh, the team picture of the judges. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. You looked like you were really 
I was, ticked off. I was on the edge, I think. So you were posing you were on for the, the picture and still looked ticked off. I, I wasn't ticked off. It was a good weekend. Of course you weren't ticked Especially off. Especially on Saturday because it rained all day and we were indoors, right? Huh. Mm. And this was uh, the, <laughs> the yeah, first round first and round. semifinals. Cowboys. Semifinals. <laughs> week from this weekend <laughs> is the finals mm. when they bring back the veterans and mm. the, the newbies have to, like, mm. okay – you look good with uh, going up against all the the the, the you, new the do new. Do you get much air time on the TV say. show? If I say something stupid, yeah. Okay. Do you yeah. try to say something stupid? Yeah, I don't do it on purpose. <laughs> so un- unlike talking, it, it just happens. <laughs> it just happens. Yes. Okay. Gerald McCoy officially released by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yesterday. Here's a sixth. A six-time Pro Bowler whose production has not really fallen off the last few years. 31 years old, who was the third pick in the draft in 2010. What do you think the market will be like for him out there? I think it'll greatly improve now that the the 2019 base salary is not $13 million. And I think that uh, kind of ruined, ruined the trade value for Tampa Bay because his base salary was going to be $13 million. We're also past losing a comp- uh, lo- losing the compensatory pick, right? By yeah. signing yes. him? It yes. doesn't, it doesn't right. count yeah. against, yeah. That helps. Well, he would be, re- re- as a release player, it yep. wouldn't be yep. a factor anyway. Right. But, oh, so uh, you, you got, and Sue was the second pick of the draft that year? So and both are available. Both of them out there on the street right now. So how long will this process play out? You think uh, will because one's going to be looking at the other. Okay, if he's getting this I don't know much, if Sue then I wants should... to play football. Okay, or go to training camp. Training somewhere. camp is a big problem for him. Or yeah. as, or as soon as the Reuben Foster of the defensive tackles. Gets well, that's hurt. what I was about to say. Uh, I think it might behoove Gerald McCoy to wait and see, unless he someone jumps at him with an offer, which I doubt they will right now. He's talking about playoff teams and uh-huh. stuff. That's funny. He mentioned Cleveland as a playoff team. Yeah, it's a, everybody's mentioning Cleveland now as the destination of let's go and be a part of that. Like the prohibitive favorite to win the North in the AFC. That's uh, shocking. How much do you guys that, know but... about Cleveland's roster? Do you guys know very much? They're loaded with young talent. They're uh, okay. I, mean, I know. I know that the NFL they're... did a study or uh, had a story about that the Cowboys had the sixth best roster. Most like, complete I think the Los, team. Yeah, yeah, the Los Angeles Chargers were number one. I think that Cleveland was ranked uh, two or three. Am I right about that? Did you uh, did I they, go, did they pro- go into details on why they're ranked two or, or three? just because, because of overall recognizable roster, names? Overall roster. That's what they said from top to bottom. You know the over overall roster. They mentioned about the Cowboys and the fact that the additions with with uh, Cobb and Witten, those guys might not be what they once were, but it should help. You know, but they were talking about the All Pros and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I mean Cleveland's roster. They they I'm, and they're I'm, running a four three with Steve Wilkes as their defensive coordinator. Yeah, that's true. That's true. They How many games Sheldon they Richardson. win last year? Seven. Seven. Who cares? So I'm just about trying. That. I'm just trying what, to figure last out. Year? Yeah. I just asked who. Well, how many did they win last year? I'm just. I'm expecting you to be sarcastic about this. I guess. Sorry about that. <laughs> you just immediately just jumped on that, didn't you? You weren't. You knew that was coming, right? Yeah. You knew that pitch was coming. You're waiting on it. You turned on it. I did. You All did. Right. They, Cleveland. Uh, see, I want, sometimes I wonder. See, is there, I, I is there to legitimate study. interest from Cleveland for this player or not? 
Well, they was it, was it, was it no, Richardson? the player the player throws his name. Exactly. They, they throw it out. Yeah, there. but so, wasn't somebody in Cleveland lobbying for him already, like Odell, Odell. or somebody? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. There you go. so again, my question: Is there really legitimate interest from Cleveland or not? Cleveland is paying Sheldon. They signed Sheldon Richardson three years, thirty six million dollars. Sure. What position does Sheldon Richardson play? So I'm saying, like, uh, how much do I watch the Jets? He's Same like a, position. Yeah, like a tackle. Yeah, McCoy exactly. Play. Yeah. Right, exactly. But is he, so, see, I need to know if, if Richardson would play the one or would he play the three. See, that's what I, I – I'm, I'm, I'm not so – I don't see – I didn't see much of Jets tape, so that's why I was – when anytime it's an AFC question, I feel like an idiot because I need to focus in on not so much – tell you what's going on in Washington, New York, Philly, and, 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 and of course, Minnesota. he's jumped around a little yeah. bit now. He was with the Seahawks and then the Vikings. And, yeah. and so – They've got Ojanobi also. Right. And so they tackle But, but Richardson's at $12 million a year there, okay? Yeah. So I'm sure McCoy feels like he should be in that ballpark. Well, everybody's going to mention Cleveland because they think they have a better roster. So that, that others yeah. will mention the Patriots because the Patriots are the Patriots, and yeah. they pick off players like this. And all they'll the time. mention the Cowboys because of where he's from, and this from Oklahoma would, City. Yeah, not far, you know, from here. So, so would you bring it to the Cowboys? Should there be interest from the Cowboys in this player? They will tell you no. They will tell you no because they feel like that they want to see what they have. They're 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 going to try and go with the young players first. Just spend a high draft pick. They're, they're going to they're going to give they're going to give this kid a chance Hill to compete with Malik Collins and see if he can play the three and the under tackle what, and be good. So what does uh, what do the Cowboys tell Gerald McCoy's agent when he he calls and asks if there's hey interest? thanks best of luck please don't go to Philly or one of those places or you know, we can do they do they, they say are, yeah. we can give you we, a, we, we're full oh they, they can do it no room no no I've, t- and I've talked if to something happened then yeah, I've talked to the cap guys they can do a deal they can, we can do a give one, you, we can give you a one year deal for four or five million. Yeah, he, you know that's that, interested. But see, that's okay. what they, that's what they've done with Cobb, and you know that's what they've done with these guys. It's give them like, flexibility next year. Yeah, they, and they, gives him the, it gives the guy a chance to cash in next year. He's obviously yeah. going to be signing late. There's not as much money. Thirty one years so old. Let's say he so. always wanted to be a cowboy, and he would he would bite at that deal. You would do that well, one yeah, year, five that, or six million. I think yeah, you would one you, year. Yeah, absolutely, mm-hmm. you yeah. would. Absolutely, you would. But see, that's the thing about it is if it, if it turns into okay, we're going to try and do this for is this twelve, thirteen, fourteen for one? No, that's not you know. But but who is it said that's that we're past that right? We're past the the thirteen million dollars. I think Mickey just said mm-hmm. it. We're past thirteen million dollars as and, far as not getting that. I mean, if he if he they trust me, they said they can do a one year deal if they have to. And remember, last year he only had six sacks. And he didn't have any sacks in the last six games of the season. 21 quarterback pressures against the Cowboys uh, when they played. He had one tackle. So let's not think this is six-time, seven-time Pro Bowler Gerald McCoy still. He's still been pretty productive. Six sacks. Yeah. That's, really, it's been, what's, that's what he's averaged most of his career, right? How many did Jason Pierre-Paul have? Last six games last year, he had six Sat, he, he didn't have any sacks and 10 tackles. And that was Tampa Bay. They yeah. needed him on the field well, playing the, well. The sack leader on their team was Jason Pierre-Paul. That was their guy who was there. It still is a... 
I, I would like to have the guy myself. I get what Mickey's saying right. here, and he's not wrong. But, but the, the year before, Gerald McCoy had six sacks. The year before that, he had seven sacks. The year before that, eight and a half. Yeah. I mean, he's that's kind of where he's at. Yeah. most you know most years. He had, uh, according to Pro Football Reference, he had 21 quarterback hits last year. He had 24 the year before. He had 14 the year before that. 17 the year before that. Tackles for loss. He had six last year. 13 the year before. Five the year before that, eight the year before that. So I mean, he's an interior Give me the number of games. defensive lineman. Give me the number of games he's played. Is he? Is he been? Is he a 16, 16 guy? He, he started in play fourteen games last year. Okay, 15, 15, 15, 13, 16, 16 since my, 2012. My note here says he played seven hundred thirty-two snaps, so right at seventy percent of the snaps, and yeah. he missed two games. Yeah. I don't know, guys. I'm just on a one-year deal. I, you know, I would take him. It's in a it's, it's it's kind of like. Let me ask you this, though, Mickey. Would, it's, I'm just not trying to put you in a spot, but would you have done the same thing for Cobb? And I mean, when when Cobb before they signed Cobb, would would you have felt like that would have been money well spent? Yes, Randall Cobb. Yes, it, even before. He I was, mean, all you knew. The only the only downside on Cobb. Is last year he had a hamstring injury. Right. His production before that was high. His production the year before was high until Aaron Rodgers got hurt. What and was, when our Aaron Rodgers went down, his numbers went down because he was playing with a rookie quarterback who yeah. wasn't ready to play. You're one, not there's one difference there, though. When they signed Cobb, they had a clear hole there without. Beasley. But it was still and, a one-year deal. I get it. So I'm my point was one year that, for no, four just, or five I'm, million. I'm okay with that. Yeah. And so and let me ask you this. But I'm not let's signing say, to a long-term let's deal. Let's say the Buccaneers had released McCoy before the draft. Okay. When the Cowboys had a clear hole at oh, that position. That's what I'm saying. Different yeah. story. Now, but you did just spend a, a second-round pick on a see, guy that you really like. And see, my I, I drafted. I, I like Tristan Hill. <laughs> yeah. Okay. He's 20 years old? Yeah. Okay. Ish. 21. 21. Yeah, yeah 21. Yeah. If he's 21, he just turned 21. Right. Rod Marinelli was with him on his birthday, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Okay. And I'm looking at a player like that coming into the year. He's not – the. it's going to be very difficult for that player to take on the full load of an NFL season right off the bat. Well, but it's, he it's, can be a very, very productive player in a rotation. And it might – be great for Gerald McCoy's career to be more in a rotation as well. Better know? players around him, I think, would help. The other part of Gerald <laughs> McCoy is he is a tremendous person. He's a tremendous leader, and he would be a great mentor to that young defensive tackle you just drafted. See, I was just trying to think about, and and I appreciate the way Mickey answered the question, but I, I I'm always wondering about this. You know, if if production. You know, was Cobb really the most productive? Was he really the most healthy? You know, if we're not willing to do that, if we weren't willing to do Cobb, then we why are we willing to do this one? You know, why are we willing to, you know, but if, again, if it's a one-year deal and it's, you know, I don't think you're going to get him for $5 million. I don't. No, I don't. Know. I just don't think that's going to happen. But if we're willing to do it, we're willing to do it for $8 million? We're willing to do it for that? I mean, I mean did, I, did you us, think it, you were going to get Cobb for $5 million? I th- on one year deal, I I just thought I thought worse of Cobb than you did, Mickey. All right, I thought worse. That's that's just me. I thought 
I thought there was more there. And, and, and you factored in about the, the stuff with uh, Rodgers not being available. You know, I, I definitely, definitely hurt the guy. But I, I, was, I would be more likely not to sign Cobb than I would McCoy. Does that make sense? You know, just on uh, just what I know, just what I know about, you know, the number of games. And, you know, I think that Tampa's situation for a while there, their quarterback situation has been bad. They went out and they signed Jason Pierre-Paul. He was their leading sacker. I think there's a lot of issues there with Tampa. I think that's an organization that sometimes players go to die. Well, you know? if you wanted him, you probably could have traded a sixth-round pick and got him. You didn't well, want he, that. You want thirteen million dollars. Just yeah. tell him we're yeah. restructuring that that contract. Yeah, you're not getting that salary. I just but to wonder, Bill's point, you know, you traded for Robert Quinn, a guy that's proven that can step in, that's, and, and you know, he that's, can, you know, he's going to help you this year. That's where I'm. How much difference you know. between the two guys? Yeah, see, that's where I need to figure out because I watched age is about the same, about the same, and they're both limited on the sacks. Reed one has his contract. One has six. I mean, if you look at Robert Quinn's numbers, it's very similar. Quinn's, so Quinn's deal is one year. Okay. He might be twenty nine. Yeah. So Quinn's deal is one year, eight million. Okay, six million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. And would you do that deal for McCoy? That's where I'm at. Yeah, I think I am. I think I I'm, I'm, I think I'm there on that because I, would. I, I think to me, I'm not paying thirteen. I'm I'm banking on a guy that, as you said, Bill is a good locker room guy, a good person, and banking on the players around him being better. And I think that would help him. I, he could still play the under tackle. I, they, we played Tampa late in the year last year. I didn't think that Gerald McCoy was terrible. How do you envision your rotation? Yeah, then, that's what my, that, my question is. You have McCoy and Hill. And Malik But, but you got Collins, too. But you got Collins. Just a second. I was, that oh. was my question. Collins. Malik Collins, could he play the one? He's done it before. He has done it before. He has done it before. But, but you also went and signed Christian Covington who I think is going to be a good one. Hyder, to me, is kind of like, okay, Hyder's one of those guys you signed for not much money, thinking that, okay, if, if the competition is not good, maybe he makes your team. If the competition is too good, he doesn't make the team. But he's like a three. He's a three. Yeah, he played no Collins tag. is a three. Yeah. See, to me, I this is where if you've kind of moved on from Malik Collins in your mind because he is he doesn't have a contract after next year, if you've kind of moved on from him, then maybe you, maybe you make this move. Maybe you say, okay, we'll let we'll bring the, we'll bring uh, we'll bring McCoy in with Hill, and we'll have a we'll have a competition at that under tackle. And then what are you doing with Tyrone Crawford? He's a defensive end, maybe. Yeah, because I don't have behind your, Quint. He's yeah, I think he's ahead of Quint. I think you bring in Quint off the bench. Yeah, Crawford's your starter. Crawford's your starter right in, and then you use and you rotate Quinn in and you try and keep him as fresh as you can during the games and let him just rush past. As much as this team plays nickel, he'll be on the field sixty five percent of the time anyway. And, and again, what happens if Randy Gregory gets reinstated? Now you have some real competition. Now you now you have some you know, now you look at that and you say all right, well, you know, maybe now you make the deal about with Crawford. Maybe you say, okay, we're going to move on from Crawford. There's some cap savings right there. Well, the other thing Seven is, million after June 1st. The other thing is, to start the year, are you going to have Tyrone Crawford? Do you know for sure you're going to have him week one? Yeah. Who? Oh. Tyrone Crawford. Why? Off the field. Oh. Yeah, that's stuff. That, I'm just saying. Oh, oh, oh. oh I, don't look at me I, like I'm crazy. <laughs> no, I didn't know I mean, what you were talking about. It yeah. didn't register. He, is, he better not get suspended. For I'm, that. Just saying, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's something this. that's in the news, <laughs> know, right? But let me ask you this though about that. If 
if you own that restaurant or bar and you had your employees getting accosted in that restaurant by somebody in his party, don't you, don't you as a restaurant owner, don't you want to protect your employees? Don't you want to see something happen to him for what he did or what somebody in his party did? I'm just asking this question. I mean, it, it, to me, my family was in the restaurant business for 80 years. Mm-hmm. If my dad didn't protect the employees in there, that's wrong about my dad. You know, if something happened in that bar or that restaurant where he was involved and hit somebody in his party and he now he's going nuts outside of it, you know, he deserves to get fully whatever 60 days in jail, whatever. He deserves that, in my opinion. But you don't know how it escalated. Evidently, though, from what we're hearing about the story, that, that somebody in his party was involved with uh, personnel in the, in the bar. And, and, and then it escalated then outside. The event went outside, and then that's where he went nuts. I'm just saying, though. Well, I, I, know, I know my situation, my family situation. But you didn't have bouncers in your family restaurant. No, but my dad. And that's what the personnel but, but my, was. Yeah, but my dad protected the people that worked I, in And I'm with restaurant. you, but you don't know how bouncers. I've seen bouncers in bars, how they can react to that. He, he went nuts. Trying, they were trying to. That, that thing went out into the thing, and he went nuts outside. He went nuts outside. That's the problem. I, I'm, I'm just like I say, if if they find him guilty, he should he should serve the full sixty days in in jail for that. That's it's just a, that's a, my opinion. What is it a misdemeanor charge? So I'm just saying, anytime right. there's legal stuff, even when there's not legal stuff involved, the NFL can get involved. You just never yeah. know. So when you're looking at numbers here on the D line, it's just something to consider. Uh, but they obviously are deep there, and they would be much deeper if you add another veteran. So does spending $8 million on a position you've already fortified stop you from doing something else with a contract extension for somebody else? Does that take away You're from what you if, give Amari if we Cooper? Were, if we were— a McCoy. Okay. I don't think— I don't think it would. I think what you would have, what you would wind up doing. There are other spots on this roster where you can trim salary either by trade or release, where you can make up a lot of that eight million dollars. Yeah. it's not going to affect. We talked about. So you need the eight million. You need the eight million dollars available by signing Amari Cooper to a long-term deal, because that'll reduce his cap charge for this year. Mm-hmm. It's fourteen million sure, now. Sure. If you yeah, sign him to a long term deal, that'll yeah. probably save seven million. I'm just going on what the cap guys are saying that they can absorb a Mickey's saying a five million dollar that's fine. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. I mean five day, you know. But I, I to me, I think it's it's one of those things where if you if you feel like that you can get a little bit better at the position, if you if you've moved on in your mind from Malik Collins, Malik Collins is the foot issue. It seems that he doesn't get to practice, but to his credit, he plays. But can you is is Gerald McCoy better than Malik Collins? That's the question you have to ask yourself. For for this year, he is, and for that matter, Malik Collins. Yeah. I mean, if he were to trade him or whatever, you would yeah. save two million dollars there. Yeah. You know, yeah. So. Uh, I think there's ways to manipulate it. It's uh, the question. What well, the biggest question is: um, how how does this team feel about McCoy? How how is he how is he playing now? Yeah. And how much of an upgrade would it be, and is it worth it? Yeah. Well, how much does he want? Because somebody else might give him well, a three-year, well, thirty oh, million no, dollars. You, 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 you could get you could totally get blown out of the water on a deal here. Right. 
But yeah, I mean, when it's keeping it all in perspective that he is agreeable to whatever right. contract it is that right. you want to pay him. All right, we continue with more Talking Cowboys in a moment. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yep, and now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof, Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yep, but please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the OtterBox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper Soft Coolers at OtterBox.com. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine a surging river of ice-cool Dr. Pepper roaring with carbonated mists of desire. You're dangling above it upside down like a fishing lure in the wind. 23 flavors tickle your nose, but the river is too far away to taste. Dr. Pepper calls to you. You... You. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. Well, I've got a code for Jack Black, and it's Big, and this is Clean Up Big Tuesday, okay? And this offer expires at 11:59 tonight. Mm. You spend $85 in purchases, and you get a full-size 10-ounce cleanser, and you get to choose from Turbo Wash Energizing Cleanser, Cl- Clean Cream Body Wash, not easy to say, or All Over Wash, all 10 ounces. You just go to jackblack.com, and you use the code BIG, and you get one of those 10 ounces see, free. See, this this represents... Double Mickey, reads for those cats. This represents Mickey, Mickey's bulldog mentality, okay? He's, it is. He's ticked off that yep. Shannon has a read before his. Uh-huh. Yes. And he's gone to war over it. He's uh-huh. trying to top it, and guess who wins? I will be on mile two tonight re-listening to this show. You got the and, greatness and, and, of Jack and, Black. And I'll hear Jack Black twice. Yep, there you absolutely. go. I sure would li- like some more Jack Black myself. So would I. Father's Day's coming up. Yep. It's a great Father's Day gift. 
One of us has a birthday coming up. Oh, that's for my daughter out there who I know is listening to the show. And she could get a 10 ouncer. Mm-hmm. There you go. Mm. All right. Very good. I've run out. It's time. It is time. Me too. Okay. Seems like it happens my birthday. Mickey trying every to year. piggyback on the Bills <laughs> stuff. <laughs> All right, the offense and Kellen Moore. What will the Kellen Moore effect be on this Cowboys offense? Hmm. That's what we're here we to have, watch OTAs. There's... You know, if if in fact it if to me, if Kellen Moore, if we go out there and it I don't think it's about formations and all that kind of thing or moving people around. I just hope that Kellen Moore finds something that they can hang their hat on that he can use and say, okay. We're going to build from this. Will McClay was talking about this you know, with Zeke. Our, our identity is running the football. Our identity is toughness. If Kellen Moore can take what that is is with the toughness aspect of it and then become, come up with some creative ideas to expand the toughness, I mean, maybe not just totally run the football, but if he comes up with, okay, if they get in, maybe, maybe running, the, the running the ball at 11 personnel, not having to change into 12 or 13 personnel to run the ball, so teams match in, stuff like that. He needs to come up with some, some ways of taking that toughness that Will McClay, Jerry Jones, and Stephen Jones want their team to be and then building around that. But I, I'm, I'm interested. I don't think it's about, oh, look, jet sweeps. Oh, look, funny formations. Oh, look, this and that. You know, or creativity. I think it's about what do what they do well, but try and expand on that a little bit further down to where your quarterbacks having success, your receivers are having success, and your tight ends are having success, and the offensive line is able to to function the way they are. The thing he talked about at rookie camp when he was interviewed was to your point, Brian. Um, his philosophy being multiple. Right, And he feels like they've got a lot of skill players who have versatility where you can present some different looks and still stick to your core principles of what you do. And, and to me, that, that kind of reminded me of the way the Rams do things. Not that you're trying to copycat the Rams, but the Rams have a lot of window dressing, but they still kind of run what they run yeah. uh, after pre-snap looks. And, and that's maybe, you know, there's more of that. But I, it, I didn't get the impression from listening to him, talking to him, that you know he's going to drastically change what works for this team. It's, it's just trying to present things maybe a little bit differently and explore some different avenues. And I think I'm sure they feel like promoting him to this role, his experience in college and being a younger guy, I think introducing some concepts, I think that's got to be something they've got to look at at least. Think about Kellen Moore in his NFL career. What type offense as a player and now as a coach has he been in? Linehan's. Linehan's. Yeah. So how much of a difference is it going to be from Linehan's? I think Linehan's now offense? maybe he goes back to college. But he also yeah, played at Boise. Yeah, yeah. fifty-three game ten years it, ago. Fifty-three was, game yeah. winner in college. One of the most successful college quarterbacks. Chris Peterson. If you look at what some things that they've done at the University of Washington with you know with. Uh, with Browning there, the quarterback there they've had. You know, Washington has had a lot of success in the Pac-12. I think that, that what you, if, you're, if you're the great ones, and I remember being with John Gruden when he was a very similar age to what Kellen Moore and when he was first starting out as an OC, John Gruden used to steal every day. He would steal something. You know, his screen packages came from the Minnesota Vikings with Darren Nelson and Bob Snelker. You know, he always found ways. He looked at what they were doing in Miami with Dan Marino and with uh, 
Clayton and Duper and those guys. You know, he was trying to figure out, even though it goes back to the 80s, he was going back and trying to study. His principles were from Bill Walsh. You know, he, he was with, you know, Mike Holmgren in that group. So I, I think as a, a smart coordinator, you you got to find ways to take ideas from other people. And again, Rob was talking about, well, maybe it's the Rams, but no, maybe it's maybe it's the Rams, maybe it's the Seahawks, maybe it's the yeah. maybe it's the university, it's Arizona State. Maybe it's you know, I think you have to find ideas like, okay, who who you know, Tom Coughlin put me on a project one time in Jacksonville. He's like, Tell me, tell me who the, the who these coordinators are, who are the teams that are moving the football. Who are the guys? Who is my guy? Again, I'm sorry, I'm just brain dead when it comes to this. The guy that, that was Arkansas, he was at uh, the Atlanta Falcons. He quit. Petrino. Bob Petrino. Okay, Bob Petrino in 1998 was a young and upcoming guy uh, in college football ranks. He was at Auburn. He was getting a start. People were kind of like, whoa, this, is, this guy's moving the ball. And then, see, that's what you kind of do, though. You look for those guys that have various. Um, uh, ways of, of, of manipulating offense and putting people in. It might be very simplistic. It might be very complex. We'll be interested to see what happens in Arizona with with you know Texas Tech's offense in their in their scheme out there with that quarterback. But maybe we'll find one day that they're stealing ideas. Maybe people were stealing ideals from Cliff Kingsbury when he was at Texas Tech, or what's going on with Lincoln Riley at Oklahoma. I think that's where Cooper. I mean, I think that's me. That's uh, Kellen. Or Kellen Moore. I think that's where we need to see him up to the work. Let's see what ideas he has on his own, but what are ideas that he's been able to kind of borrow and try to make his own? You know, he strikes me as being such a student of the game. He, he's know, he's studied. He There's no question. Yep. There's no question. And you know, even though he's been in Linehan's system, and, and this take nothing away from Linehan, I would think you that, should. He, that he would be open minded. <laughs> you about, have to be about adding things. You I, know? I'm and, sure there's there's got to be things that he was watching those games and going, God, we got to do this. Would be different. This mm-hmm. this should be different. I think again, adding John Kitten, I think will help. I think the tight end coach has got you know he was an offensive coordinator in college himself. And yeah. Garrett, for that matter. Yeah, you know? I, I, to me, this is where this is where if Garrett's smart, he lets those three come up with some ideas and say, "Okay, this is what we're going to be. We're going to be a physical team. We're going to be a tough team, but we need to come up with some different ideas of of how to move the football." So, because they're still going to run the ball, yeah, and they're, they're still, still going to feature Ezekiel. So, well, how many points a game do they need to score for you to say, "Oh, he put his mark on this team." They averaged 22 last year, See, didn't thing, they? And, and yeah, is, but and, the and, second half of the season after Amari Cooper got here, in seven of eight games, they averaged 20, almost 27 points a game. They need to average somewhere between 25 and 26 points a game. They still had trouble in the red zone. And and we can talk about scheme. They went 7-1. and one. That's great. They went 7-2 and two after Amari got here. I said 7-1 and one the last eight games. Okay, cool. <laughs> they... <laughs> What, what does it matter? God. Well, why did you correct me at 7-2? I because said what, the last eight games. We can talk about scheme, and we can talk about changing drastically things. And Brian's right. They, new ideas, that's what they want here. But simple execution, too, helps w- a lot. would have helped. Yeah. And I think personnel is going to help, too. If they had just converted some of those red zone opportunities, you get Travis Frederick back to help your red zone offense – Get Jason Witten in there. I think that can help Kellen Moore just as much as scheme or, or coming up with drastically new ideas because they move the ball pretty well. I'm trying to make your point, Mickey. You make it so hard for me to agree with you on anything. But they, they need to execute better too. 
it's six, just pulling teeth. In it's, six, den, it's dentist office. In six here. of the last eight games, they scored at least 22 points. And they the one clunker they threw in the last Colts. eight game was the Colts. They got shut out. Yep. Without that shutout, they averaged nearly 27 points a game they in do those it again. last it, eight. But it just could have been so much better. They went, I think they went one for five in the red zone against the Saints. And it took a historic defensive performance to beat that team you know there's they had opportunities you know so it feel they, it was so bad down in the red zone that time you know go back and watch that yeah and the saints scored with their great offense they there scored we go 10 there we go yeah got stopped on a fourth and one that was a great it, goal line stand why why it doesn't have to be a comparison between the saints and the cowboys no, it's I how they're say, trying to improve i understand here. do I you understand. or are you just trying to argue well, with me you know they they did score 22 in the playoff game they didn't have to give up 30 can I change the subject? And 273 yards. You getting Jack rushing. Black? No. <laughs> I would like but to answer your question, and we'll move on. Uh, I would like for Kellen Moore to have this offense at the level of the Rams, which was 33 points a game last okay. year. Okay. Yeah. All right. I mean, they, 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 they didn't get the, be, yeah. got the Super Bowl. There you go. That's yeah. right. And then, I mean, they score the Super Bowl? Not many. <laughs> <laughs> who's, hmm. the Not enough. Running, who's the best running back in the National Football League? Oh, there's a tournament going on television. Yeah, that's right. Oh, is there? NFL Network. All I know is one guy's won the rushing title two of the last three years. And he probably would have won it a third year if he hadn't got suspended. On CBS 11 on Sunday night, an interview was conducted with Zeke Elliott, and he was asked by Keith Russell about uh, that he believed, do you believe you're the best running back in the league? The answer was absolutely yes. Yes. And then the names of. Todd Gurley and Le'Veon Saquon, Bell, uh, no, Saquon and, and Saquon Barkley were brought up, and I loved Zeke's response. I, I don't remember exactly how the how Keith posed the question, but he mentioned Gurley, he mentioned Barkley, and it was like, and you still believe you're the best? Yes, <laughs> basically is what he said. Hey, I, I laughed out loud when he. It was a one word answer. Man's trying to get paid, and, and then I'm like, well. You, why wouldn't people consider Zeke to be up there? Well, that, I yeah. mean, but you mentioned Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell, of course, was not a part of this last year. Yeah, it's just so. it, it's 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 just unbelievable to me that Le'Veon Bell is still not in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. That that yeah. that whole thing. I mean, and you know, and we'll see what the career path of Le'Veon Bell is with the Jets. We'll, we'll see how that works out. New coaching staff, potentially new general manager, and all that. But, you know, to me, when you start talking about complete backs, Gurley, Bell, Elliott, those are the names I, you know. And he and, caught, what, 70 passes? Yeah. yeah that's no, the, that's, that's the, the thing. I don't know if people think of Zeke and think of, like, true versatility. I think they see him running over people and hurdling people and the feed me gesture. But the oh, guy no. caught 77 passes last year. You know, he really can do It's everything. like the argument that was posed when Emmett was winning all right, rushing titles. Funny you should mention Barry Emmett Smith. Sanders is the best running Funny back. Funny you should mention Emmett Smith. First three years in the league, who has more rushing? Who had more rushing yards, Zeke Elliott or Emmett Smith? Zeke. Emmett had more rushing yards, four thousand two hundred thirteen <laughs> to four thousand forty-eight. He played eight more games than yeah. so Zeke had more rushing yards. Okay. Uh, Emmett had 41 touchdowns, Zeke 28. You're big on touchdowns, Mickey, yes. right? <laughs> All right. How about receiving? Receptions. Zeke had 135, Emmett had 132. Emmett had 821 yards receiving, 
Zeke, 1,199. Some long screens. Yep. So total (laughs) yards, total yards, 5,247 for Zeke on 1,003 touches, 5,034 for Emmett on 1,111 touches. So Zeke, total yards from scrimmage, has 213 more yards than what Emmett had in his first three years in the league, and Emmett played eight more games. Yeah, he's good. He is good. Well, they, 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 there's a reason. I mean, you you don't spend. There's a lot of people that were very critical of them for using the fourth overall pick on a running back, and that's that your numbers support why. And you've won games, and the, again, the offense is geared around him. And I, I, you know, I, I, when you start talking about the best that play, him, Gurley, I'll be interested to see Barkley. To me, Barkley to me has a chance to be better than any of them. I, and I, but I worry about Barkley for two reasons: they they haven't fixed the offensive line situation, and their quarterback play is poor. And you know, then that's maybe the one thing that will kill Barkley. If we think about the great running backs that have ever played and the positions they've been in, Walter Payton played behind a a very poor Chicago Bear team until 1985, until Mike Dickett came along. They were very poor. You look at Barry Sanders, very poor Detroit Lion teams that he had to endure with Wayne Fonts and you know, a couple of playoff games here and there. But overall, bad teams. You worry about you, – you will never you, – you feel like, wow, you know, I think the, maybe the same thing might – the best years of Saquon Barkley might be wasted – because of the Giants' inability to to have a, have a consistent personnel, yeah. Well, now we'll see. They yeah. drafted a quarterback. We'll see with the offensive line, you know. But they don't have any wide receivers. I don't even think they can help him at all. Well, we're out of time. But I will say this: when defensive coordinators scheme against the Cowboys, who's the guy that they have to be most concerned with? Jason Witten. Ezekiel Elliott, twenty-one. come back. Taco. 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 See you next week. Enjoy your OTA week. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?